Uh, all right. Welcome back, everyone, to The Fix. We are live inside the Prop Swap Studios, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio on a Friday and in the week strong. And it feels like, you know, to start the show, if you've been listening since we tipped off here at 7 p.m., I, I said earlier, it feels like I'm, I'm hungover today. And, you know, no, I didn't drink any pineapple vodka like Barrett Brooks did. Um, <laughs> but, you know, finally, the shoe dropped, so to speak, yesterday. Carson Wentz officially traded. Well, it might not be official, and we'll get John's thoughts on that. But basically, unofficial, official, he's traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Finally, after 19 days of being held hostage, uh, and we talked all about it last night. But as you all know, this story is not going anywhere. Uh, so we'll talk to John McMullen every night here at 730. Be sure to follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen. Phillyvoice.com, SI.com is where you can find all of his written work extending the play. You can listen to every Saturday at 10 a.m. right here on 1490. All right, John, it's the day after. How are we feeling here? Uh, yeah, I feel reborn almost. You're right. 19 days in captivity. So uh, I'm emerging, but there's still snow and ice on the, on the ground. So that part of it's not cool. Um yeah, but uh, first of all, it's not official. Uh, it can't be official until March 17th, which is uh, the start of the new league year. But don't worry, the Eagles and Colts basically wink-winked it on their social media, uh, even though they can't officially uh, uh, confirm the deal. But So it's going down, and Carson Wentz uh, got what he wanted, uh, and he's going to Indianapolis, and we'll see if he can – start to um, reclaim his career with Frank Reich and all the talk about how Frank was the only guy to be able to tap into Carson Wentz. Well, we're all going to see that narrative from outside the city, inside the city. You got to look at it and say, what the heck went wrong? 20 months uh, after a $128 million extension. You know, I joke it's less than three calendar years since Super Bowl 52 when they fired Doug Peterson. Now you got less than 20 months after giving the most guaranteed money of all time at that point. It's since obviously been usurped a number of times. But when the Eagles signed that deal, they gave Carson Wentz the most guaranteed money of all time in the history of the NFL. And here we are. It's pretty amazing. And it's, I keep using that word unprecedented because that's what it is. There is no precedent. So don't look for it. Yeah, it's, it really is unbelievable. And you and I have talked about this in, in different variations, you know, before tonight, before last night, because there's just so much to this puzzle. And I said this later in the show last night after you and I spoke, John that it, this just feels like if we're doing a big puzzle on our dining room table, whatever it is, it's complete. There's no more pieces to the puzzle in the box. We have all the corners there. We have most of it filled in, but it's we're missing some pieces here. And we don't know where they went because you bring up Doug Peterson and there's been rumors of the, the relationship gone bad between Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. I don't know what went wrong, though, because we're missing something. You pointed to the candidates being interviewed for the job to replace Doug. They were all asked, how are we going to fix this Carson situation? 
So if you're asking candidates that, if you're under the impression he's coming back, we're going to try and salvage this. Like there's so much there's so many levels to this story is my long winded explanation here. Uh, and I don't know if we're ever going to be able to, to fill in the blanks, John. No, not completely, because I think uh, nobody's talking about it. I, I, I mean, if you look at the sort of the news and I put that in quotations that broke uh, Friday morning that uh, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz didn't speak for basically the second half of the season, which is so ridiculous on, on the surface. If you look at a, a fifth, how does that happen? Yeah, I mean, how's that well, even possible? Well, first of all, it's not possible. I saw them speak live, yeah, uh, right. but I assume when I, Adam Schefter says that, and also Adam Kaplan said it, I, I assume they mean on a personal level. Uh, obviously, right. in, in 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 the workplace level, again, I saw them talking. Um, but I, I, even if you want to narrow it narrow it down to that personal level you know we're talking about a 53 year old man and a 28 year old man uh, i mean get over yourselves and 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 be professional and and move forward um so you have that part of it which is just flat there's no other word to describe that than immaturity from both uh spectrums and you say you look at the the 53 year old guy and say well he's got to be the bigger man in that type of situation but even if you're i'm not letting a 28 year old off the hook you you can't act like a, a a spoiled teenager um so that's number one and and then you know you start to go down this road if the Eagles thought that was the problem, and it certainly seems by the way they went about the coaching search, they thought, well, if we get rid of Doug Peterson, then Carson will be fine. That turned out not to be true. So he still wanted out of the organization. And so I think everybody hearkens back to the draft and, and drafting Jalen Hurts and how surprising that was and how head scratching that was. And how tone deaf that was. Uh, And I remember talking about it uh, with you and other people during the draft uh, that that I called it a vacuum pick. That's something you do in a scientific lab when you don't realize that human beings are human beings. That's something you do in a video game. So, oh, I'll collect quarterbacks and you don't look at the human (laughs) element of it. I said that literally from day one. And that's why I thought it was a mistake. Um, now, while saying that, I, I also have to point out that, come on, Carson, you can't. I, I well, I, look, it's strange, and and I go back to Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Love, and I don't think it's apples to apples because he's older, he's more secure, he's the MVP of the league, even though he wasn't at the time, he had been, and everybody knew he would be again. In other words, he's a superstar player, but nonetheless, even he was upset um, uh, about the Packers starting to think about the future because of his age. So it's human nature to get upset. It's not human nature to get upset and then let it up, you know, sort of this upheaval of your whole career and in turn your whole life. Who cares if they took a second round pick on a quarterback? I mean, acknowledge it, acknowledge, even go as far as Aaron Rodgers and say, I would have liked somebody who can help me now and then move on. 
So right. I, I think there's plenty of blame to go around is what basically I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, you're right. And I think like the biggest, not the biggest, but one of the many issues or head scratchers is there's there's a lot of different areas that you can assign this blame. And it's really I mean, it's all speculation. There's there's legitimate reports and examples of the timeline that we can look at and say, okay, we know this, but we don't know that. And, you know, the report comes out earlier today, Friday morning, like you mentioned, uh, Adam Schefter says Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson didn't speak for eight, nine, 10 weeks. So that's one part to it. I, I, I mentioned this later in my show last night. The only thing I can speculate on and guess is okay. The Eagles fire Doug Peterson. And they go through this process. They end up in Nick Sirianni. And they say, this is all for you, Carson. And Carson Wentz is sitting there behind the scenes saying, I don't want this blood on my hands. This is now even more added pressure for me. They clean house. And it's sort of being spun indirectly that it's all because of me. And maybe that was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, John. I I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. I, I mean, your theory is as good as anybody else's. I, I, I think everybody has a theory, and, and it all starts with Jalen Hurts and the draft choice. But uh, from where it goes and gets worse and worse and worse from that point forward and to the point where there is this fracture that's not able to be saved, I think that's the key, and that's probably an answer we'll never get because it doesn't – uh, behoove either side to come out and, and, and talk behind the backs of, of whether it's former coaches, head coaches in this league, quarterbacks in this league. You know, you got to be a professional because you want to work somewhere else and that stuff doesn't look good. And then just the personality of the people involved, you kind of know they're just not that those types of people that are going to sort of throw out gossip. So we may never get the complete answer um but i i do know that um it got to a point where uh the eagles felt that they had to eat that 33.8 million dollars and that's means it's pretty significant um so whether it was doug peterson whether it was pressure over being blamed for doug peterson uh as far as Carson, Carson not coming off that hard line uh, push to be out of here. I don't know. I, I, I think he wanted out of here long before they fired Doug Peterson. Uh, I think it never changed. Uh, I, I think it was never going to change, even if they somehow were able to trade for Frank Reich to get back here. And maybe part of it, maybe it is just as simple as uh, – a Midwestern kid who's not built for that type of market because he sure steered clear of Chicago as well. Uh, Maybe he just wants a, a, a different type of environment. Uh, And maybe it's just as simple as that, but I think he's in for a rude awakening if that's true, because I don't care what city you're in. If you're a starting NFL quarterback, you're going to hear it. If you don't perform simple as that. No, absolutely. Uh, we're talking with John McMullen, our NFL Eagles insider at JF McMullen on Twitter. And John, there's plenty of speculation over this entire you know calendar year 
that Jeffrey Lurie's the problem, Howie Roseman's the problem, how they meddle and get too involved and, you know, how they go about different things and handling different issues, et cetera, et cetera. We, we look at this report now that Doug and Carson didn't speak for the entire second half of that season. Or maybe we, you know, were we maybe jumping the gun with that assumption? Is is Doug to blame now? I'm sure they're both to blame, both being Doug and Carson. But my point is, maybe it's not as much of Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman's fault as far as what really went wrong this past season with Carson. Um, I, I think everybody is probably involved in a big stew of mess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, as I said at the beginning, I, I think if you're talking about a personal relationship and you're talking about a grown grown men and they're not speaking on a personal level, um, I, I think, yeah, that part of it at least has to be put at their feet. You can't blame that on Jeffrey Lurie. You can't blame that on Howie Roseman. Um, so I would agree with that aspect of it. I do know one thing, you know, people in that building say about Jalen Hurts is he's always uh, doing extra work. He's always staying after practice uh, to get better. He's always in the coaches' offices. And I got to tell you, Carson Wentz had to notice that. And your your response to a, a kid who really – uh, is trying to improve is this pull back and not communicate with the coaches. Right. I, I got to blame that on Carson. I, I, I don't see any other way you can spin it. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I agree. And the other frustrating part with Carson Wentz, you know, in the, in the midst of all this is his radio silence and listen, he doesn't owe really anyone anything. So fine. You know, he's maybe not wrong in that sense, but does he have some work to do as far as his reputation? Like he hasn't come out and said anything. And should he come out and say anything? Will he come out and say anything just as to why, how, when, and where maybe some of all this went wrong in defense of his self. Well, not in this town. He'll he'll get asked those questions in Indianapolis uh, when he's introduced, uh, whether it's March seventeenth or a couple days after that. Um, he'll get asked the questions, and you know, I know I'll be trying to get in that Zoom call. Those things are difficult. You know, obviously the local uh, reporters will be the ones that uh, are 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 sort of. Uh, defaulted to but uh he's those questions are coming uh and ultimately uh he's gonna have to answer them but i've talked to carson enough over the years i mean he's he's uh understands this uh, enough to be able to deflect that without really saying anything and i think ultimately that's what you're going to get you're not going to get a guy who says yeah i didn't talk to doug for two months i i can't stand Howie Roseman, I, you're not going to get that. You're just, that's just not Carson Wentz's way. And I, I, it's, it, if that's what you're lo- looking for as far as closure, uh, you got to look for something else because it's just not coming. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, Doug Peterson now, what, what's, you know, and listen, there, there's too much to discuss um, with everything else 
with Carson Wentz being traded that doesn't involve Doug Peterson. But with the report coming out that Doug and Carson didn't speak, I guess it's worth asking a question or two about Doug. Like any any thoughts on him personally and if and when he'll ever come out and speak and what his plans are both professionally and personally in the short term and long term? Well, I, I, he, I assume he still wants to coach. He, he, he did uh, intimate he was going to take a year off uh, and see where the landscape is. But there's no question um, his reputation has taken some hits. So maybe from that standpoint, you know, he's always been close with, with Dan Pompey, for instance. He wrote his book. Um, maybe he gets something out uh, through that kind of avenue. He's already addressed the relationship, and he claimed uh, there was no issues. Um, so he's going to have a tough time uh, dealing with this um, two-month uh, non-speaking. <laughs> if that were the case, I mean, he claimed there was no fracture in the relationship. He claimed there was no problems in the relationship. Um, now, hey, press conferences are what they are, but typically – you're not going to boldly lie to people, uh, especially that have been there with you for five years. At least I think uh, Doug wouldn't do that. So uh, it'll be interesting. I, I assume, as I said, it was um, more on the personal level. Uh, in the fact, I know for years uh, Carson and, and and Doug would be in his office together uh, talking about the game plan. Um, maybe that stopped uh, over that two month period. Uh, you could spin it a lot of ways, but I will say I find it. Well, I know, as I said, I know I've seen them physically speaking. So in a literal sense, that report is not true. Uh, but we'll see how, you know, there's, there's a difference between literal and figurative. And if they didn't uh, speak on a personal level, uh, that says a lot as well. And I think that's what that report is. So much here with Carson Wentz. And we'll, we'll be talking much more about this every night here on The Fix at 730. Uh, and John will be writing about it. And, and, you know, I'm sure talking about it at great lengths like he already has been. Uh, SI.com, PhillyVoice.com. And I know you had an article uh, you know, yesterday talking about Jalen Hurts and the competition moving forward at quarterback. What are some realistic options and scenarios? And we've talked about this once again in the past, but here we are uh, for the Eagles at quarterback. They're not just going to hand this job to Jalen Hurts. We talked about drafting a quarterback at six, maybe going out and getting a veteran, having a veteran in the room to compete and work alongside Jalen Hurts. What are some realistic options that the team could realistically pursue here, John? Yeah, I, I think there's really only three avenues. And I think whichever path they choose is going to tell you everything you need to know about Jalen Hurts and what the organization thinks about him. Um, and if they they take a quarterback at the top of the draft, whether it's at six or they move up, uh, that means they don't believe in him, and they don't think he's got an upper echelon ceiling as a starter in this league. If they bring in a, a veteran bridge backup quarterback like Tyrod Taylor, people have speculated on because he was with Shane Steichen and with the Chargers. Uh, a lot of people look at Jacoby Brissett. 
because uh, he was with the Colts, but I think he's going to be too expensive. I think people don't realize how much money he's going to get somewhere. Um, I, I think it, it sort of tells you that they want Jalen to win the job, but they're not quite sure. Um, and then the third avenue would be to take a quarterback later in the draft and not necessarily the sixth or seventh round, but it could be, say, the second round uh, or, or the third round. And, you know, Kyle Trask is, is a name I use because Brian Johnson, the quarterback's coach from in Florida, if they draft somebody like that, then I think it tells you that uh, they think that that Jalen Hurts is going to be a good quarterback and they're comfortable with them. So I, I think what they do and how they bring in this so-called competition is going to tell you everything you want to know about what they really think of Jalen Hurts. And the only way um, he's not going to be the starter uh, is if they take a, a – a choice in that top 10. Um, and if they take a quarterback there, you know, sooner rather than later, look, it might not be week one. We always say with young quarterbacks, but it's going to be real quick. They, they're going to be turned into the page to that top 10 pick. Other than that, Jalen Hurts is going to have to, you know what, the bed and training camp to not be the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, it's unbelievable. Carson Wentz officially, well, unofficially, officially on his way out, uh, heading up to Indianapolis to uh, reunite with Frank, Frank Reich. And uh, everything's really just beginning here in Philadelphia. It felt like the end um, for a lot of reasons yesterday when that trade is announced. But in reality, John, as you and I both know, it's just the beginning and we're going to have it covered uh, every inch, every step of the way john mcmullen every night at 7 30 for your nightly football fix make sure you subscribe to the jacob media youtube channel j-a-k-i-b media all of our conversations are up on the youtube channel as well as uh, a ton of other content surrounding the eagles and everything else going on in the area phillyvoice.com si.com and extending the play saturdays at 10 all right, John, let's let's end the week there and uh, we'll try and rest up for the weekend and we'll get right back at this yeah. story. You and I Monday at 730. Hey, man, you close one book and you got to open the next one. That's right. And is this book even really closed? <laughs> I think this one is. OK, fair. <laughs> let's close it. Then.